Welcome to the Crack House Chronicles, your favorite true crime podcast. I am Donnie, and with me is a man who used to be able to touch his toes. Now he just takes a sip of beer and waves at him. Miss <laughs> Dale. Well, they wave back. So. <laughs> How sweet it is. Yeah, wave back, little piggies. <laughs> That's right. What's going on, dude? Oh, same old, same old, man. Had a great day. How's you going? I am doing great, bud. Sweet. About to do the best thing of the week. That's it. This is the, we love this stuff. Yes, sir. Yeah. Just like all you guys. We love our listeners. We love you. You got anything you want to mention or shout outs or anything you want to talk about before we get going, dude? How about a good old YouTube comment? YouTube. That worked free. That works for me, dude. Man, we got almost 100,000 uh, views? views on there. Hey. How about that? Yeah. Getting and close. I got to get caught up on it, too. Yeah, it's awesome. So, anyway, we had a little message come in or a comment from uh, Nancy Fahey. I hope that's how you say it. Fahey, Fahey. Close enough. Anyway, she basically said that uh, this is the perfect crime podcast. How about that? Wow, perfect. Yeah, I'm yawning like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa, I'm yawning like crazy. Now, not that you're boring, you're calm and soothing, where I can just drop off to sleep. I'll spread the word. Thanks, you guys. We can put somebody to sleep. Yeah, we can breathe heavy on you or put you to sleep, whatever. We got a little bit of something for everybody. Moan in here if we have to. (laughs) If that's what you want. That's right. (laughs) And if anybody wants to go to Apple Podcast and leave a rate and review, we will give you a shout out. That's right. But you got to write something in the box on the review. Yeah, it won't won't, uh, tell us who did it if you don't. Yeah, you got to do that. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you write, just write something. And if you want to go to the store page, get you some kind of merch. Yep. You can do that. Yep. Get you something. Get yep. you something nice. Shirt. Get you something or good. Coffee mug. Something cool. T shirt. Yeah. We got and a, we try to post on Facebook when that stuff's on sale. Yeah. We're trying to help you guys out, man. Yeah. We do. We try to help out. We cut our own profit for you. We do. <laughs> so people can wear our shirts. That's right. Yeah. Some cool merch, man. Yep. Or if you want someone to drop a dollar in the gas tank on the website. Yeah. You can do that. Yeah. Or just tell everybody about us. Yeah. We're trying to get our Patreon cranked up. It is up and running. But we got a one thing on there, but we're working on that. And we'll yep. get a little more on there if you want to jump over there and do that. Yep. All right, dude. Without anything else, we're going to get going. Right. If you don't want to do nothing else, you can just hit the share button. We'll appreciate you. Yep. Just, just the same. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. All right, dude. We've got a, an interview this week. We do. Yeah. And before we get going on it, we're just going to give a little bit of backstory on who we're talking about. Yes. But this case is about a missing girl from OP, Alabama, OPP. Alabama. OPP. Yep. Are you down with OPP? I'm down with the OPP. All right then. Op Alabama. Op Alabama. Her name is Kimberly Lauren Raymer. Right. Well, really cool spelling. Yeah. K E M B E R L Y. Right. Yeah. Mm. Very cool name. Yeah. Lauren's cool spelling too. L O R I N. Right. Yeah. How about that? But now Kim was born on May the 18th, 1980. And she went missing on August the 15th of 1997 when she was 17 years old, Dale. Right. Yep. It was now, right before her senior year. Yes. And just a little bit of background on her. The night she disappeared, this was August 15th of 97, she had uh, visited her boyfriend and some other friends, and she had left her boyfriend's house around 11.30, 11.45 p.m. of that night. Right. And she had to meet a curfew to be home. Right. Well, she started out today at her mom's, was was in Florida, mm-hmm. which is only, I mean, it's just right across the line, so it's not like a... About 30 miles away. Yeah, because she had to go do her senior photos that day, and then she had a softball game with the softball league that night. Yeah, it's like a well, city softball league. Yeah, like a rec league or something. Yeah. And then, uh, not a school game. And then I uh, went home for the shower, saw her dad, talked to him, told her she was going over to a bar, going to her friend's house, 
And uh, he's like, well, he was going to his girlfriend's house. He said, just be home by 1130 after curfew, and everything was good to go. Yep. But she wasn't going to a friend's house. She was going to a secret boyfriend's house. Correct. That she hadn't told her parents about. She had been dating about two weeks, yes. as far as we can tell. Yeah. And But he was an older guy, actually had been married and had a small child, and that's yeah. why he was secret boyfriend, not because he's like Because her, her mom and dad would not approve this at all. Yeah, it wouldn't go over well. Mm-mm. <laughs> But she went missing on August 15th, and her dad came home from playing golf the next morning on a Saturday morning and got his golf clubs, left her a note, and went out to play golf. Yeah, he pulled up, cars in the driveway, everything looks kosher in the house, nothing, yeah. door's not kicked in, nothing weird, not like that or anything, so he comes in, goes, grabs his golf clubs, and leave her a note, see you later, bye, and he's rolling. Yeah. Yeah. And then came home later, still no sign of Kim. Right. She's still in there, car's still in the driveway, so he's like, hmm. That's when he started to get questioned a little bit. Yeah. And then he tried to call her mom. Yeah, down in Florida. But they were going fishing. Yes. Right. And he started calling friends, trying to find out where she was. And yep. then the uh, Kim's mom finally, the next morning, called him back. Well, I called him back about one thirty when I got back from fishing, but got no answer. Yeah. And then he called her back that next morning. I believe yes. that's how it worked. Yeah. And then uh, from them, her, her older daughter, who was about... Uh, 17 months older than Kimberly, Kristen, and her boyfriend, Jeremy Anderson, all rode up to the house. Yes. Up to Kenny's house, which is, like you said, 30 miles away. Yeah. And Kim hasn't been seen since. Right. Yes. And no clue of what happened to her or no. anything like that. Yeah, and it was kind of odd because her car was there, her contacts were there, her glasses were there, her oh, keys, her, her shoes, her pocketbook money every pair of shoes that they could account for that she had was there unless it was a, like a mystery pair or something mm-hmm. i mean everything was there but her yeah and the room was messed up a little bit not too bad as far as that goes some pictures off the wall some stuff a pillow crammed behind the headboard which is kind of odd and other than that there was no nothing left at her like a crime scene that's it but yeah we were interviewing kim's mother sue Infinger. And she is going to fill in on the holes on this story. Right. But we're just giving everybody a little bit of... Since we hadn't done a full edition um, on this, cover this, we thought we would give you a quick uh, timeline of what happened so you're not totally lost. A little rundown of everything. And then we'll have her on, and yep. she's going to really let us know what happened. Yep. All right. We want to welcome Kimberly Raymer's mother to the show, Sue Invinker. Welcome to the show, Sue. How you doing there? Thank you so much. Well, thank you um, for doing this. Yes, thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, thank you for doing it. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, I, I think the more coverage she gets, maybe it'll help more. We agree. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit of background on Kim. What was she like growing up? What were some of the things that she liked to do growing up? Well, she was always in sports, uh, played softball. She was a cheerleader. Uh did well in school. Mm-hmm. Um, she was never a problem child. She was a good child. Yeah. You know, she never got in trouble or anything. So she was a big softball player and a sports player. She uh, was also a cheerleader too, right? So very active. Yeah. Yes. Very active girl. And yes, and, and uh, we had planned for her to go to University of South Alabama when she finished high school. Uh, she wanted to be a physical therapist. Okay. And um, she always did well in school. She was smart. Yeah. Awesome. Tell us a little bit about the August the 15th of 1997. 
tell us about that day. That was the day she went missing. Right. It was like, okay, the 15th was on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Going into the 16th. And uh, she had gone up to her dad's in op because she had been with me. Well, they were always back and forth, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, but... Uh, she had come up here and she was with me and then she went back up to op to because she had to get her school pictures her senior portraits made she got those made that day and um that friday she played in a ball game uh softball game it was with a woman's uh league and uh she played in that and uh she went home and uh went home and then Kenny was there at the same time and uh, at the time we didn't know about her boyfriend uh, she had been seen for a couple of weeks and they got dressed and everything and uh, she went her her way and he went his way and uh, she went to her boyfriend's house and stayed till about 1130 mm-hmm. because she had curfew to come home she she came home because her car was there. Um, everything was there. Her contacts, you know, it wasn't like she ran away because I knew she didn't run away. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, she had, she had it made. Um, and Now, her dad, Kenny, wasn't home that night. He was at his girlfriend's, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. He was, and then he came back in that next morning and to get his golf clubs because he was going to go play golf. And so he left her a note. He thought she was gone mm-hmm. uh, because she had had plans to go with one of her friends to do something. I'm not sure if it was to sell magazines or something like that. And so he, you know, he didn't think nothing about it. And, uh, just wrote her a note and then came back in uh, later on. She still wasn't home. I think he wrote her another note. He had, well, I, I didn't even know about it then that she wasn't there. Well, he didn't even realize she was missing, right. you know? Well, I, I guess that Saturday, uh, later on, I'm not for sure because Bill and I, that's my husband now. We we had gone to the bay fishing. Mm-hmm. We left out on a Saturday, like around lunch or something like that, and we stayed down there till like one one thirty in the morning. Then the next morning, Kenny called me wanting to know if Kimberly was here, and I said, "Well, no, she's not here with me. She's supposed to be with you." And uh, he said, "Well, I can't find her." And I said, what do you mean you can't find her? So right then I got my stuff and went to op, you know, and mm-hmm. we got up there and we reported it. Well, first of all, we started calling all of her friends, and, and some of her friends were already there in the house, you know, because uh, word had got out that trying to find Kim. Uh, you know, we went to the police and reported it. Mm-hmm. And... I didn't know what to think, you know? Yeah. At first, I was just sort of scared because I never thought that I didn't know what to think. 
So I didn't know if she, maybe she had gone with some friends, maybe to uh, somewhere, you know, and just wasn't back. But then when we were talking to all of her friends, nobody knew where she was at. Mm-hmm. And then we started getting information about her boyfriend. And we even went to his house, and nobody was there. Mm-hmm. And came back and told the police, and they came over and started um, getting all the information, you know. People were just in and out of that house, you know, like crazy. The op police was there, but they didn't rope it off or anything. Um and so the, the, the crime scene was um, contaminated. Right. You know, with so many people coming in and out. Yeah, for sure. And uh, went up there, and what I noticed when I went up there was, you know, there was in her bedroom on the wall inside her bedroom, and then on the other side of the wall was the hallway. And there were pictures that had fallen. And, you know, I still didn't know what to think about that. I I had no idea, you know, what was going on. And just one thing led to another. You know, the op police was there. And then the uh, Alabama, the ABI came in. And they did a lot of things. And then after that, the FBI came in. Hmm. So how much and time did we talk? They started doing their research and investigations and everything, and you know everybody had to take lie detectors tests. All yeah. of us did. You know, of course, why wouldn't you? Exactly. If you're innocent, why would you not do that? All right, so let me ask you a couple questions. Let's back up just a little bit. Okay. Uh, now you were living across the state line in Florida at the time, right? Yes. Okay. How far were you living away from Op Alabama? About 30 miles, About. because I worked up there every day. Oh, so you went into op every day then? Yes. Oh, okay. That makes that makes perfectly sense. So, how- I, I, I'm an RN, uh, retired, and I worked with home health for many, many years. Okay. So how long had you and Kenny been di- or split up by this time? Uh, let's see. We had been divorced about four years. Okay. So when you got to the house... There were people coming in and out, left and right, her friends. Yes. And then the the longer it got, the more people coming in and out. Um, and uh, if, if I had known everything, I would have tried to make that crime scene better or something. Uh, but well, that really wasn't my job. <clears throat> well, you didn't know it was a crime scene at the time, you know. You're right. just, just freaking out. So, right, exactly. I want to ask you a question about those photos. You said the pictures, were they down in the hallway as well as in the bedroom or just the bedroom? They <clears> had <throat> fallen. Yeah, yes. right. So was on that- the inside of her bedroom and then um, on the hallway in the floor. And I also noticed there was a pillar behind the headboard of the bed. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I thought that was sort of strange. Yes. Yeah, that's that's one of the strangest things I've heard about this case, Sue. Is, is I'm that, telling you, uh, it just beats all i ever seen. I know who did it. Am I being recorded right now? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we're gonna, we'll get to that in just a little bit. We'll let you vent on that in just a little bit. Let's, uh, okay. Why was she 
known to put a pillow behind the bed bo- headboard or no not that i ever knew of okay that's just so weird to me yeah why it, would it, be- it is to me too there was another thing that i noticed too when i went up there is you know we we always use the door under the carport going in mm-hmm. and it goes into the kitchen yeah and that door was where if you're standing on the outside I could see a light, you know, from, like, the doorknob up. Hmm. I could see a little light coming through. And somebody else noticed it. One of her friends noticed that, too. So, like, it had been pried but open or something. There wasn't. That's the only thing that I really noticed that was sort of odd. And, you know, because from the kitchen windows and through the door, you could see sunlight coming. And it, it never did do that before. Right. It's like somebody had maybe pressed on that door or something. Sort of put it out of really? square. Yeah, sounds like it. Yes, but it it, it was not a ho- uh, it was a hollow door. It wasn't a solid door. Hmm. Okay, so it could be really, I guess, adjusted or moved or kind of warped in a little bit if it needed to be. Yeah, it looked like to me that somebody had pushed it that way or something. Could have been to make it look that way, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Now, back to her room, exactly what did, because I've, I've read play and I've heard stuff, you know, some uh, people have said it's just torn all to pieces, and some people say it's just like the sheets and stuff on the floor and the, the, the pictures in the floor. So exactly how bad was the room disturbed? It, it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. But but I could tell it something something was not right. Right. So all of her, her contact lenses were there, her glasses. Her shoes. Her yes, sh- everything that yeah. she needed. Well, Kenny said that uh, she had cut off blue jeans and a t-shirt on when she left. Mm-hmm. But um, I yeah. don't know. So she didn't take any shoes with her. All of her, the shoes that she owned were still there, right? As far as, as, far I, as know. I know. Yeah. You know, her and her friends, they traded in and out, you know, with stuff. But um, she she did not leave that house. Um, on her own. What, what's the word I'm trying to say? Uh, somebody took her out of that house. <laughs> on her own free will, yeah. Somebody just took her instead of her just leaving. That's what it sounds like to me. Did it look like she... And I have my own idea mm-hmm. about what happened. Okay, did it look like her bed had been slept in? Did she actually went to bed at any point? or? Uh, I believe that the sheets, uh, the things were pulled back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't made up. Okay. And and I believe the FBI got all that. So they took the sheets and everything. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, on another question, you know, uh, Kenny said, that, you know, he left and went to his girlfriend's and stayed overnight. It, was this something he did a lot or like, it was a, did he have like a Friday night thing where he stayed gone? I, I don't think it was a, um, nothing planned, Okay. you know? Uh, just sort of um, happened. Okay. Uh, I don't think he did anything on a regular basis. Um, okay, that's you know, like, yeah, that's what I was wondering because I was wondering like if he had like some kind of schedule where somebody could say, well, we know he's not going to be here on Friday because he does so and so. So see, that's what's so strange about it too, because who would know if he was going to be there or not? Right. Except Only, uh, looking to see that his truck's not there. Correct. Exactly. Unless somebody knew if he had a certain schedule, and that's exactly why I was asking, because, you know, some people had stayed there 
and then they might get new as routine. But if it's if it was just a spur of the moment, then that that doesn't even apply. So mm-hmm. it is just so strange because it's been twenty five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know I'm just hoping and praying something. Yeah. I, I need closure. I don't doubt it. One My bit. whole family does. Her friends does. It's just a lot. How long to after? Handle. How long after her disappearance did you? Was it before you found out she was missing? I know you got a phone call in the middle of the night from Kenny. Um, when did you actually hear about her missing, and then you headed up to? Oh, it was that Sunday morning. Okay. So it was almost a day and a half before you even knew. Before, right. really, before anybody knew. Yeah. Yeah, because Kenny, he really didn't know. Yeah. Uh, now, oh, I remember uh, something I had a phone call. Uh, he had called up here and left a message, and then I called back and couldn't get anybody, and I thought, oh, well, they must be sleeping. Right. But then he called me that Sunday morning and then started in about, where uh, is Kimberly with you? And mm. I said, well, no, she's with she's supposed to be with you mm-hmm. you know because we've never had anything like that to happen before yeah or anything in op to happen like that exactly yeah so how long after the op police show up do they get the abi to come in a couple of days or is that pretty uh, quick i can't remember it wasn't long though and then did anybody go in and try to process the crime scene even though it had been pretty much trampled the op police I remember them doing something on the door, like for fingerprints, but that's all uh, basically they did. Mm-hmm. And then the ABI, they did things. I'm not I'm not really sure what they did. Right. But yeah. when the FBI came in there, they did all that luminol and all that stuff in there. And they took all kinds of stuff. They took everything. Oh, they, um, they um, took everything from that house. They came up to my mother's house. They did her house. They came here, did wow. did here. Hmm. How long was it before the FBI uh, got involved? Was it a couple of days? A week? It, it, it was a while. Right. Yeah. And because I remember, we were up there, and Kristen, which is my daughter, and Jerry Anderson which is a suspect. Mm-hmm. Was, uh, she was dating him at the time? Yes. Yes, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me tell you the story about that. See, Kristen and Jerry were up at my mother's that mm-hmm. Friday night. And he left Kristen there and went to a party in uh, Leonia, which is, I don't know, 15 miles or 20 miles from here in that area is that 15 or 20 miles toward up or just a different way no in florida okay didn't didn't go to um why does one not a party in op it was a party down here yeah correct i was just wondering uh, which 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 direction leone is from where you live in uh reference to and um you know he was seen at the party Mm -hmm. but uh he had no alibi for the hours after that. Right. I think he he was good to about 2 o'clock. Because I remember talking to him one time, and, and I was telling him, I said, 
Jerry. Um, you know, because I, I didn't know that, um, well, they were, it was coming to me, the FBI was saying, he's, he's a suspect, he's a suspect. And, um, they got him in jail for something, I can't remember. But, um, I said, where were you that night? And uh, he said that he had gone to Lake Cassidy twice that night, and nobody was there. Mm-hmm. And I said something about, um, did, did you have, did you do something to Kim? Do you know about Kim? You did it. And he said, you proved it. Oh, shit. Wow. He told me that. Hmm. And, um... You know, because the FBI was telling me, and little by little, you know, after they uh, was talking to everybody yeah. and, and giving everybody lie detectors test, and um, so everybody took a lie detector test, right? Everybody did except what, him. What about uh, the boyfriend, the the secret boyfriend of Kim? Oh tell, yeah, tell us about he him. He was ruled out after time. Yeah. He, he took a lie detector. Everybody took one, yeah. except Jerry Anderson. Now, her friends were over at the house saying that it, it was her boyfriend that had done something with her. Is that what? Oh, yeah, they were saying that. Oh, Mike, Mike, Mike must have her. Uh, he must have her and not let her go. And, you know, that's when we went over there. And, of course, he wasn't there. But uh, the FBI ruled him out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so do you think... Uh, Jerry didn't take one because his dad probably told him not to take one or just because? I remember him calling his dad when, uh, uh, so he didn't want to go up there for some reason, Jerry Anderson. And finally, uh, he did. He came up there. And uh, I remember, because he, he came up, there, him and Kristen came up and spent the night, we spent the night, and, um, I was walking in Kimberly's bedroom, and um, he was behind me, and I said, be sure you don't touch anything, you know, because he was just looking around and looking around. Right. And then I remember him calling his father on on the phone saying, oh, they need more help up here, because his father was an investigator for Walton County Sheriff's Department. That's in Florida, Walton County, Florida. Oh, yeah, that's the county that I live in. Okay. Walton County. Hmm. But I also remember when I was riding up there, and I was in the front seat with Jerry Anderson, and he was saying, I'm fixing to leave uh, town. Uh, I said, what? Leave town? I said, they'll think you had something to do with Kimberly's disappearance. And he looked at me, and I'll never forget that look in his eyes. I knew it from right then. Hmm. I said, oh, my God. So now he was dating your older daughter, Kristen, at the time. Yes. How was their relationship? Did they have a pretty- Well, she thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> that night... Well, she was young, naive. Yeah. He was older than her. And that night of that party, that Friday night, he left her at my mother's and went off. 
Yeah, that's she didn't weird. even know where he, he went. Mm-hmm. And he left her. And then he didn't come back until that next morning. And he took her car when he left, right? He did. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's very strange. Now, um, I know. Now, we know that uh, Kristen and Jeremy stayed with Kenny for a while. Do, did anything ever happen, you think, between Jeremy and, and Kimberly while they were staying there? Or was Kimberly there at the same time? Not that I know of. Because we had, we had heard that, you know, a lot of a lot of people had said that uh, Kimberly thought he was a creep and kind of gave her the willies, and she didn't think too much of him. Uh, no. Uh, except, uh, I didn't really like his attitude. At, at first, you know, he was okay. But the more and more, you know, we're always so busy doing everything, working. Uh, but I, I was noticing, you know, he couldn't hold down a job. Right. And um, just more and more. And, and we had an argument here in the house because I, I didn't, I thought he, he might be on drugs because he was sleeping. Mm-hmm. And so I made him leave. Oh, wow. And so that's when they went to my mother's house. Mm. What did uh, Kenny think of Jerry? As far as I know, I, I guess he liked him. Well, you know, like you said, if if he didn't spend a lot of time there, then he probably can put on a pretty good show there for right. a while. You know, just to right. come in for... But, so you, you never know what's going on there. Mm-hmm. But I, I never would have thought something like that would have happened. You know? Right. Um with him well until until after Kimberly went missing I went to the courthouse and I wanted to find out about his record Mm -hmm. and oh my god he had so many things against him but his father always got him out of trouble Mm. covering his tracks so uh, Jerry refused to take a polygraph test he did did he say why he did not. He just wouldn't take it. He he would not, and he wouldn't cooperate with the law. He wouldn't talk to him and at all. That's when he turned himself in to Walton County. Oh yeah, yep. yeah. He was out on parole, wasn't he? Or he had I a, think so. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think he had a warrant against him or something. You uh, know, he wanted his daddy to be so he, that he did have a warrant. Yeah, yeah I'd, but, I had heard. You know, any time he had a warrant, it was like. Nothing, because he he never had his father always got him out of trouble. Right. So now back to where we were. Where does the deal with this truck come in? It just kind of okay. popped up in the, the middle truck, of my research, and I'm like, where the hell did this come from? Yes. Okay. Some during that party over there in Leonia, Florida, uh, which is uh, like I said, 15 miles from here or so. Jerry and this other person took this truck from this man that Jerry had worked for before. Took the truck, went to that party. Um, he was seen on the truck, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so when you took it, you mean they just stole it, or did he go by and bar it from a guy? They they stole it. Okay. Sorry, but I, I don't clear. think any charges were ever brought against him. Right. Hmm. Anyway, he took the truck, um, and 
uh, went to the party. Um, he said he had gone to Potts de Leon several times that night. I don't know. But anyway, that next morning, he went, Jerry went to this house of friends he knew over there in that area and got the son of one of his friends to follow him on that truck and he left the truck at a church mm-hmm. and uh, then went and got Kristen's car and came over here. So he came back to meet you guys before you went fishing? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Because Kristen had to babysit that morning for my brother. Okay. So basically from 2 o'clock in the morning till we saw you, nobody knows where he's at. That's exactly right. He has no alibi. Hmm. Driving a he truck. He tried to get an knows. alibi. Right. Uh, I know that. Uh, and at first, uh, I think he was going to get an alibi, but then the FBI came hard down on a lot of people. So he didn't get an alibi. Hmm. In fact, Kristen had told me that uh, her and Jerry had gone to this... Uh, guy's house for an alibi um, and the guy wouldn't do it. Hmm. Hmm. Wouldn't give him an alibi. Wow. So he has no alibi. Okay, so I want to go back to the night that Kim went missing. There were some okay. there were some phone calls placed from the home. From Kenny's, yes. Kenny's, Kenny's home. There, there, there were phone calls. There were three phone calls. Tell us, tell us okay. about them phone calls. Those phone calls were made in the area around where he was at that party. The phone calls did not belong to anyone. Mm-hmm. But the FBI found out that somebody, and, and I feel like it was somebody in a panic, trying to get help. Hmm. And they just couldn't recall the numbers. Yeah. You know, because it was like, uh, well, we didn't have cell phones and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. It was just a uh, landline. Yeah. And uh, so those three phone calls did not go to anyone, but it went to the area. Yeah. So basically the area code in the prefix was in that area. He just didn't have the last four. Yeah, he he was calling numbers or over some, there in that Leonia area because he has a lot of friends over there. Right. Well, I'll say someone, somebody, <laughs> yeah. somebody was calling, calling from Kenny's house over to that area, and didn't get exactly. anybody. They just got dead numbers that didn't go anywhere. Exactly. Hmm. It seemed like to me that somebody was in a panic, you know, trying to think of who to get help, and the numbers just wouldn't come to them, or they couldn't remember them, or something. Yeah. And that was what, like five. And I in the feel morning. like they were at that party, so they were probably pretty drugged up. Yeah, I'm right. That's what I think. Let's go back to Jerry ditching that truck at the church parking lot. Okay. Who found the the truck? It was a ninety one nineteen ninety one Dodge Dually. It was like orange or, or red. orange red right. and white. Red and white it looked like or yeah. something. Right. It looked like yeah, a, uh, a. They a found it there. Uh, I can't remember. I I can't remember who exactly found it. Mm-hmm. It seems like Holmes County Police. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But it was a work truck, I know it wasn't was it? Found, though. 
Wasn't it a work truck? It was. Mm-hmm. At what point, somebody cleaned that truck up at one point. When did, and how did that happen? I don't know. The man got the truck back, and then he had it detailed for some reason. But the FBI got what was supposed to have been in there, or what, you know, what little bit there was left. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And nothing was ever found. Yeah. So me and you talked the other day on the phone. We were setting this podcast episode up. You had mentioned to me that you thought that maybe two people were involved in Kimberly's disappearance. And not, I think so. Not just one. Right. Um, I feel that way. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I don't know if... Um, because supposedly there was a woman that saw that truck. Right. And she saw two people in it. They were parked um, at the, um, across the street. It was uh, the highway from, uh, it was 331, the highway from Op to Florella, about Middle Ways. There's a rest area there. And across the street, there's a bridge, and you can go down little bit and and she saw two people in in that truck in in a truck that looked like that yeah so the the law enforcement came in fbi came in and they did some searches and stuff and they they found some evidence around there was some uh a place called baptism hole is that right they found some stuff uh not only with the fbi but uh there was a team that came in from texas that we got a hold of and they came over there came over here because i searched every weekend Mm. you know trying to find her i can't imagine and uh they came over and uh helped with many many searches too Mm -hmm. but the fbi they they were good about the searches and 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 anything that was called in around I can't say anything about the law enforcement because they've really helped. Mm-hmm. That's good. You know. Okay, all the focus on Jerry and him dating your older daughter at the time. How did this affect their relationship? What ended up happening with them? Well, at first, Kristen could not believe that he had anything to do with it. And the more that the FBI talked to me, you know, I was telling her. He had something to do with Kimberly's disappearance. She just couldn't believe it until later on when she finally realized, oh, my God, he he, he must have had something to do with it. Yeah. So he really was conning her pretty good. Oh, yeah. Hmm. That's what it sounds like to me, yeah. He's yeah. A, he sounds like he's a user. And he was a good bit older, right, like 10 years older than her? Yes. Right. Hmm. He was a manipulator. Exactly. From what I, what I see now. Yeah, exactly. That's the way I see it, too. So when Kim's case started going cold, you know, police wasn't coming back with any more information, what happened to Jerry during all this time? You know, I guess Kristen had broken well, up with him. he went to prison. Okay. For about 13 years. Oh, wow. And, and I wrote to him in prison. Did he write back? Uh, in fact, I just wrote to him the other day. Hmm. Because... This is weird. It's been, I don't know how long it's been. It's been months, I think. But he followed Kristen to work. 
Wow. He followed her and just wanted to know how she's doing. Hmm. That's not weird And at I all. told her if he ever does that again, call the law. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, he's just a, a creep all the way around. He, 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 he is. So you wrote to him and just recently. What, where is he at now? Where, what is he doing right now? Oh, my God. He is married. His wife works up there at my granddaughter's high school wow. as a data person. Um, wow. And they're all involved in church. So he's like, he's know. sort of, in a roundabout way, kind of kin to you in a way through marriage. Is that right? Uh, no, not really. Okay, here's what I think you're talking about. Okay, my brother was married to Leanne, which she had a child by his brother. Okay. Right. So there's some connection and so there. Jerry would come over to, that's how Kristen met him at my brother's house, because Jerry would come over to get uh, the girl, the little girl, <coughs> which was Greg's daughter, and take her to see him. Mm-hmm. That, that's how that is. Gotcha. Wow. Deep, with all this close connection and his wife working at the school, uh, gosh, I mean, do you ever see him or pass him on the road or anything? Or oh, I had, I had. Uh, it, it's been several years ago, but um, I went over here to the little store at Darlington, and Bill and I were in the truck. We were getting out, and I saw him. I knew who he was. To start with Bill didn't re- recognize him, and I got out and I started yelling at him. Wow. Bill had to hold me back hmm. because, you know, I, I had no control of myself at the time. Yeah. And I was yelling at him and screaming at him, and I told him I knew that he did something with Kimberly. And all he did was hold his head down. Wow. He didn't say anything. Damn. Wow. I can't imagine. He just needs to give it up. He was He was the only suspect, right? Yes. Hmm. But they just he is a suspect. In my yeah. eyes, I, I I just believe he did it. I know he did it. Yeah. How often do the, the authorities contact you about Kimberly's case? Do you, do you well? They have. Uh, they did have, and I guess he still is. Dennis Haley. He is a retired um, Florida uh, FDLE. I, I believe that's right. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, Covington County, hired him to investigate. And so he's been doing it for a while now. Okay. Do you hear from them much? Not not too much now. Yeah. What happened to the secret boyfriend of Kimberly? What was his story? What happened to him? Do you know? Uh, he, he said that she came over there that night. And uh, she stayed until it was time for her to go home, and she left. Yeah. And um, he uh, he had an alibi. Yeah. He had somebody there that knows where he was at and everything. Yeah. They'd only been together like two weeks or so, right? He, he was ruled out. Yeah. Hmm. 
So where is he at today? Do you have any idea or what happened to him? I, I have no idea. I guess he's still an op. I just really don't know. Yeah. Is there anything you want to, else you want to tell us about Kimberly's story, Sue? You know, I, I just want the truth to come out. It's been long enough. It's been 25 years. I mean, 25 yeah. years. Exactly. It's too long. I don't know what to do about it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's got to be so frustrating. I, I, can't, imagine. I can't imagine what you've been through, Sue. I'm telling you, um, hmm. I don't know. Well, I, I, I know that his father, you know, uh, the FBI searched his father's land about two times. Really? But he also refused to take a lie detector's test. Hmm. Wow. And him being a detective, maybe that's why. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. He let him search. Of course, I guess he had to if it was FBI. Yeah. But he refused to take a lie detector's test. Oh, I'll tell you a little incident about his father. I don't know. Uh, there was this lady that got in touch with me from Florella, which is a little town about nine miles away. She was having dreams or visions or something. And she wanted to go down here and check down the road here because she thought Kimberly might be there mm -hmm. and so they called the law and who shows up but grady anderson what the father and you know she was telling him that she was searching for kim and uh she thought uh, he, she thought she might be there and he told her not to tell anybody what glenda told me that glenda has passed away since Wow. Wow. That is just weird. Yeah, there's some damn fishy shit going on here. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. So you have a Facebook page dedicated to Kim. Is that right? What is, how can people yeah. find that? How can people find that? Help find Kimberly Raymer. Okay. April uh, McDaniel is uh, the administrator of that. Okay. Um, who, who, who else can people call if they know anything, have a tip? Can they call the Walton County Sheriff's Office or the op? Uh, police who can they get a hold of yeah they can call uh either they can call either um walton county sheriff's office or the op police department mm -hmm. either one of those or crime stoppers or anything like that they can get a hold of somebody right right okay yes yeah we want to do something to help kim and help and listen to her story it just it just broke me up because i know man um it, it blows. It blows my I mean, mind. Where is my daughter? I mean, it. He he he's done something with her. I believe that she's over there in that area somewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I truly believe that either on his father's land because his father had a lot of land. Um, there's also other places. We've done searches after searches and after searches, but you know it's hard to find a dead body i'm sure mm. just that if, one place if it's buried you know what i'm saying mm. even though we had cadaver dogs and all that mm -hmm. you just gotta find that one place that's right yeah well sue we we will sure keep you in our thoughts and prayers give uh Kristen our best and tell her we hate we missed her um Sure to appreciate y'all doing that we appreciate you, you know and, and I, I had thought about it and i was thinking oh 
you know, I've done I've done these before. But then again, I, I got I got to thinking, no, the more I talk about her, the better it's going to be. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate it. Yeah, we mm-hmm. do. Well, I appreciate it, too. Thank you all so much. All right. You have a good night, Sue. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, Dale, we uh, want to appreciate Sue again for being on the show, man. I really hate it for her and her family. Me too, man. No answers after I, 25 years. I got two daughters. I can't imagine. I can't imagine losing a daughter or a child at all. Yeah. Mm. I don't see how people do it. I don't see how they it, go from day to day. And, you know, and not knowing and then, and then, I mean, not really knowing, but yet what you think and then have to see them. Yeah. You know, God, how, how hard did that be? No. But if anybody has any information, they can contact the Op Police Department at 334-493-4511. Or they can contact the Federal Bureau of Investigation at 202-324-3000. Right. And at the time of Kimberly's disappearance, Dale, she was possibly wearing a white t-shirt with brightly colored design on the front with the words New Orleans and underneath is a gray cut-off sweatpants, a gold bracelet, gold necklace, and a gold chain mm. ankle bracelet. But she is described on her Charlie Project website page as being a Caucasian female, brown hair, brown eyes. She wore clear braces on her teeth at the time of her disappearance. And she had thick eyebrows and her ears are pierced. And her nickname is Kim, K-E-M, and her shoe size was six and a half. Yeah, but that is the story of um, Kimberly Raymer, man. All right, dude. We are going to get out of here, bud. Okay, buddy. Let's roll. We want everyone to be safe. Please be careful and always be aware of your surroundings. Because the next episode could be about you. This is the Crack House Chronicles.